Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs> okay, guys. Quiet down. Quiet down. Quiet down. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, good afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good afternoon to everybody tuned into the Nation family right now at this moment in time. Thank you, Pastor Sam, for the introduction. Thank you for bringing the program up until this point. Myself, Pastor Onyi, I'm here with the Pulse family. Wishing you all. Wishing you all the best this Sunday. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. And what we're saying here is we're speaking about kingdom. And I just want to greet every single house that's tuned in right now. What are we doing today in the nation family? At this present time, there are three, four, five other leaders that are speaking right now. And it's the word. So you're spoilt for choice today. You can actually choose whichever platform you want to listen to, whichever leader. And I'm just privileged to be one of the five or one of the 12. So I hope you're tuned in with us this afternoon. Um, of course, Pastor Nikki with the Elite Prosperity, Pastor Toby Jr. with the COD Wealth family. It's kicking off everywhere. And that's just a show of strength, guys. Remember that we were speaking about strength, speaking about kingdom, speaking about conquering. And there's nowhere else you'll see a nation taking conquering mindset aside from the nation family. Is that right? So I just want to bring you into something very briefly and remember that at any point in time, you could switch over to another platform and feel free to listen to the word as it comes to you. I also want to send greetings to my leader, my father, Pastor Toby Adeboyega, the global pastor of this movement and wherever he's tuned in right now. So he's somewhere tuned in to us as we're doing a madness right here, guys. Now, Saturday was absolutely phenomenal. We had our economic leadership conference. It was beautiful. And I want to major on the things that we spoke about yesterday, where we started off speaking about the five commandments of God, the major commandments of God. And can I just say to you that I think those are the most important commandments. Apart from the 10 that were given, I think the five are the ones that brought us into conversation with God. And sometimes we ask ourselves, as this Sunday morning, another opportunity for us to say, are we in religion or are we in relationship? We want a relationship with God, so let's continue the conversation. The conversation was, be fruitful. Do you guys remember the conversation between God and man? Multiply. What else? Replenish. Subdue the earth and have dominion. And yesterday we were speaking about multiplication, but because I feel the atmosphere of kingdom this Sunday morning, I want to speak to you about that fourth commandment called subdue. And subdue means many things. There is the synonym for subdue. If you can give me other words that align with subdue, what do we have? Subject. Conquer. Go on, Pastor. To overcome. To overcome. And take control. Take control. Or possession. Hold possession. Of foreign land or a group of people. And, and you see, these things don't sound nice. And we were saying yesterday that how do these things that don't sound nice, how do we relate them with God? Because God has always been on a kingdom agenda. God has always been interested about what you take over. He's always wanted you to take control. How many of you guys this Sunday morning wish you can take a bit more control over your life? So it doesn't have to be taking control over Greece. Because sometimes when you read about conquer, you're thinking about a country, right? Sometimes when you hear nation takeover, you're thinking about taking over Portugal. I don't think any of you is going to be a dictator and take over the Portugal. I think it's going to be in the remit of your life. I think it's going to be take control as to how much control have I taken in my remit of life called House of Medics. So I'm joined here by some leaders within the Pulse family. Pastor Kevin is here from the Inspire family. <laughs> Pastor Alex of the Limitless family is here. 
Pastor Dr. Emma of the House of Medics is here. Pastor Mariam is here of the Love House. So if we're speaking about subdue, to conquer, we're speaking about the remits of our life that we want to take control. You can't be successful unless you have control, guys. That's just the truth. There is no way you can get bigger at what you're doing unless you take control. So I think these were the conversations that God was having with us that hinted to us that it's more about us than it is about him. Like from the beginning, he's already said to us that I'm going to rely on you in this earth for you to take control. I'm going to need your hands involved. So despite that it's a Sunday afternoon, I just want to ask you, are you ready to take control? Another synonym is what? Conquer, right? The word conquer. And if you can give me the definition of conquer. Conquer definition. To overcome mm -hmm. and take control of a place or people. To overcome and take control of a place or people is the word conquer. So I want to ask you, have you had anything in your sights to conquer? Or have you actually been living in a way where you thought is all up to God? Did you, sub, did you um, switch your responsibility of conquering with prayer? How many times have you prayed for a win in a situation? Yeah. How many times have you been in something and you thought prayer is going to get you through? No, actually, it's all down to your mind. If you are programmed to take control, you will stick it around. You will stick on it till you take control. So it's all in your hands. It's a Sunday afternoon, but on this Sunday afternoon, we want to take on more responsibility. We don't want to pass on because typically what can happen is you can pass on a lot of responsibility to God. But he wants a partnership with you. But that partnership is going to rely on, does this guy want to continue the conversation? So I think sometimes we think about, I want to be God's friend. I want to be close to God. But can you handle the conversation? One of the conversations that you have to have with him to be aligned with him is be fruitful. Are you going to say, I think I'm demon possessed and I need to be healed? Yes, it's one of the things the word may do, but to be a friend, the conversation of be fruitful needs to be had. Are you obsessed with being fruitful? And I said to you yesterday, being fruitful is being productive. Are you comfortable to have a conversation called multiply? Because sometimes you have to be honest with yourself to say, I'm not multiplying though. So if you're going to be that much closer, are you ready to have a conversation called subdue, conquer, take over? Stop apologizing when you don't have to. I think we were taught manners to the place where we became too mannerful. <laughs> I don't know what word to put there, Dr. Emma. I think we were taught manners to the place where we apologize for being ourselves. I think there's so much cancel culture where we don't know the lines of being yourself and the lines of being rude. So now because of cancel culture, you can't be yourself and you can't express yourself and you can't express the subduing mindset. Because someone's going to say you're bullying. Now, I'm, I'm against bullying, but I'm just saying that sometimes the taking control person is a little bit rough. And I'm not talking about rough in terms of hurting people. I'm saying they're a bit strong in mind. And sometimes people don't like your strength. Do you know that? Do you know that sometimes when you show strength to someone else, it, it strikes them the wrong way. They want to see you weak. Now, before I continue on this note, I just want you guys to know, whoever is tuned in right now, 
that you can switch over to any of the other leaders who are actively preaching at this very moment in time. I can see Pastor Nikki on the screen. I'm sure Pastor Toby Jr. is also on the screen. So you have the opportunity to decide where you want to hear the word. And the word is still the word. So you're not missing out on anything. So right now on the different platforms, you can have that time and that opportunity and that luxury of choosing where you listen to the word. And if you're like myself, you'll be flicking back and forth just to get a bit of goodness from each side. Do you know what I mean? So right now, I'll continue with the Pulse family on the Pulse TV channel. And if you're not subscribed to the Pulse TV channel, make sure you do, wherever you're tuned in from. But back to what I was saying. So subduing, guys, is going to take a part of you to take control, to want to overcome. And Nevaeh's hair is sitting down. How old are you, Nevaeh? Nevaeh is nine years old listening to the word. And at nine years old, Nevaeh is a governor in her school. You have to understand what it means for you to take control. And all of a sudden, at nine years old, life is going to ask for her to show certain attributes and character. Because now she's a governor. She governs. Isn't that right, PK? Meaning that she sets the atmosphere in certain situations. She resolves disputes. She represents the masses. She fights for others at nine. So tell me why we grew up sometimes feeling like society has told us what we can and can't do at a certain age. I need you to know that subduing is not just down to taking a nation. It's in your everyday life. And one of the things you need to subdue is ageism. Ageism says to me that I'm too old to be a nation taker. Ageism says to me that I'm too young to hear the word and understand. So that's why in other places of worship, they will have a Sunday school. <laughs> Give me coloring books of Daniel, but you don't tell me about Daniel. <laughs> Let me color the lions um, and um, paint their nails. <laughs> It's a good start if you're in um, prep school or if you're like Sammy's age. You can't be nine in Sunday school. And nine years old, you're already watching television and watching all kinds of programs and being programmed by the program outside. So why can't I listen to the word at nine? At nine years old, your eyes are already exposed to everything in the world. And you see adverts that you shouldn't see. You see images that you shouldn't see. Already programming you to be a certain person in this world. So why shouldn't I be able to listen to the word? So at nine years old already, Nevaeh is already in a conflicted place of representing others. And having to understand everybody else's point of view. She can do that with the word. So one of the places where I want the word to deal with me. And for a brief second, I'm going to ask you really. Well, right now I'm going to ask you. Remove the, the God word for a while. And just use word. For the sake of your growth. So at what point did the world tell me that I can't do certain things because of my age? I get university. I understand university. But do you know about social construct of life? Where we were all programmed to think that you can't get married until you finish uni. And then you can't go to uni until you finish college. So what, so what life has done already is, is taking age and time. And it's already set age and time for you. 
Do you guys, do you guys know that some people lived the life their parents lived and the life their parents lived and the life their parents lived is just one cycle of a hamster wheel? It's so sad. There's nothing new about you to say that you're different from your mom because you went to primary school, then you went to secondary school, then you went to uni, then you married, then you got a house, then you got a car, then you got kids, then you got a dog. And usually in the social construct of life, it stops there. Nothing else usually happens after the dog, guys. After the dog, you're just living till you die. And what usually happens is, after you've gotten the dog, your attention now faces your kid. Then you're telling them to go to school. Then you spend the whole of your life telling them to go to secondary school. Then you spend the whole of your life telling them to do college, then uni. Then you become the bugaboo telling them to get married. And then once they get married, you oversee them till they get their mortgage. Then you oversee them till they get a child. And then you oversee them till they get a dog. And then it starts all over again. How does life stop in the getting of the dog? I don't understand. Once the dog is gotten, then they go on Instagram and they take pictures to you like goals. How many of you guys are so tired about couple goals? I've seen couple goals where they were beating each other in, in silence in the back. There was one muscle guy, one fair skin muscle guy like this. And you people were like, wow, see this guy and this girl, wow. And then we didn't know that they were, he was smashing her head behind closed doors. Goals, goals. You jump on the kitchen, um, what's the thing? The kitchen island thing in your flat with your sheet with champagne there. Goals, they do like this. You just got your flat. Goals can't be that I just got a place to live. For God's sake, a place to live is a normal requirement of human being. How did society make normal requirements become testimony? You don't have a conquering mindset. Imagine giving testimony for a new car. <laughs> You're laughing, but it happens somewhere. Like Muslims and Sikhs are not getting cars. Are cars a specific requirement for people who love God? It does not make sense to pour oil on top of a car and lay your hand on the car praying for journey mercies. You will not crash in Jesus' name and all those stuff. It's, it's good to pray, but don't waste prayer on what should be down to your skill. And then in certain moments, if there is a anomaly moment of disaster, yes, then we can have miracle. That's when angels can come through. But not that you're going around the roundabout and you don't know uh, first exit from second exit. Then you want to get Holy Spirit involved. Finish, pass your test well. <laughs> I want to play the God card at the right moment. So the conquering mindset, guys, is something that's innate inside you, but you see, because of nurture, are you still with me this Sunday afternoon? Because of nurture, we've silenced the conquering mindset because we found it a little bit offensive. Or some people find it offensive that you should dream and, and want to conquer and want to take over. The conquering mindset makes you like a dreamer. You know, the conquering mindset never makes you speak in the past. You're always speaking in the future because you're looking forward to what you can do and what you can have and the results you can show. The conquering mindset says that your mind is already in your PhD, Hannah. You're already doing your master's, but a conquering mindset says, after my PhD, I endeavor to become. The conquering mindset says to another person that after my PhD, I endeavor to become something else. And somebody else with a conquering mindset says, I don't need a PhD. I don't need a master's. I just need to start a business. But regardless of all those things, guys, if I have a conquering mindset, ageism is something 
that works against us. It is definitely a social construct you should overcome. What other social constructs are there that we should overcome, guys, when it comes to conquering? Can you think of any? Race. You know, many people like playing the race card. Ah, uh, you know what? I could have been, but I swear it's because I'm black. It's not true. You're not good enough. <laughs> want to play the race card all the time. But a conquering mindset exalts itself beyond the race card. You're tuned in right now and you want to have the conquering mindset. Guess what? Scratch off the racism thing. I'm all up for Black Lives Matter, but not really like that, though. Like, every life matters. What are you saying? Kanye West, is that what you said? <laughs> Pastor Kevin is the biggest... He's Kanye West's lawyer. We're convinced that Kanye West's attorney is PK. If you know PK, Pastor Kevin, Inspire family, that's his attorney right there. <laughs> And, and Pastor Mariam is the assistant. They, they've always got Kanye's back. What's that? What's, what's he going to do now? I was going to say madman. What's he going to do? He, he said every life matters. <laughs> I think every life matters. I don't want to play football matches and be kneeling down on the pitch. What is this? What? So because I've knelt down on the pitch now, you... I will, like things will change. I, I'm thinking, where is the sense behind this? Then I read on Twitter the other day, the Black Lives Matter movement guy has run away with 10M. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm telling you. So all this time, this guy just watched the situation happen and said, uh -huh. oh yeah, um, register the CIC, register the charity. Then he started a mad movement, raised funds. They're looking for him now, Ebun. They're looking for him now. 10 million pounds off in the wind. I rate you, bro. You've done your thing. You, you, wherever you're hiding, sir, stay hiding. Don't come out. Meet Dr. Evans. She can give you surgery. Alter your nose and your eyes. Sir, I don't want to play certain cards. I just want to be good enough. The conquering mindset. The Egyptian society and culture was once the leading culture in the world. They were Africans. They started mathematics. Till today, no one knows how the pyramids were built. There is no scientist, archaeologist, there is no architect that can understand the building of the pyramid. And if you doubt what I'm saying, research and then go and look to see if there's been pyramids built after the pyramids. <laughs> I see you, Pastor Marin. It's like, catch me if you can, isn't it? So I'm just saying that God started a conversation with us and he didn't speak about um, racial inequality. He didn't say, Adam, because you're made from the ground and your skin is going to be slightly red or brown, you're going to have issues. He didn't say to Adam that, Adam, see, I've made you in your grown age. You were not a child when I made you. You do know Adam was not born, right? He was just made. It's already a, 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 a man. But there was no ageism that held him back from becoming and doing. What other things can you think of? Gender. I love the gender one, honestly. Because you know, if you really have a conquering mindset, you won't be a feminist. So today, feminists don't know that feminism don't make sense. It's, you're actually saying you want your own... Your, your own yeah, your own thing. Like, <laughs> like, if you're human, you're human. Like, why are we doing this? If you're human, you're human, and you know your strengths as a human, and you know your weaknesses as a human, and you play your part to your strengths and weaknesses, you don't start making a whole hoo-ha about it and say, I don't think they rate us because we're women. And I'm a big supporter of women. I have three older sisters and I have many sisters in the nation. So I was raised by women, technically. 
But you see that gender card is the one that is played when you feel like, damn, I don't think they give me a fair shake. Like, I don't think I can sit on the table. It must be because I'm a girl. I think that's why there's WOTC. I think that's why there's Love House. So you can know that you can sit on the table even if you're a girl. Isn't that right? I think the nation family has been so powerful enough to show you areas of strength where women are leading. So you don't need to worry about that. You just compete to the best of your ability. That's the conquering mindset. The mindset of take control. I'm going to take control of the situation and I'm not going to think about the gender card. And I'm not going to think about the racial card. And I'm not going to think about the ageism card. I'm not going to say, as Abby, I'm too young to run a digital um, company or an agency. Because I know it's all down to my mindset. It's not down to the cards that I play. It's my mindset. I can be 12 with the mindset of a 40-year-old. If I'm in the word long enough, I can have a mature mind and a young body. I can't have that. That's the power of the word. What else are these things that fight against the conquering mindset? What other things do you need to overcome? Social class. Social class is so interesting, but social class will take its place in societies like the United Kingdom where it's a bit more developed and maybe it might not be the racism thing blatantly, but social class can come in. Where you feel like all the contracts are being given to those who had contracts before you and their fathers who had contracts before you. I think social class will also play a part in countries in Africa like Nigeria. Where the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. But I still think there's a small gap of space, guys, for people who have a conquering mindset. So take me to our first scripture. Isaiah 45 from verse Are you one. with me, guys? Okay, let's go. This is what the Lord says to his anointed. Uh-huh. To Cyrus whose right hand I take hold of mm -hmm. to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. So I, I'd like you, wherever you are right now, I'd like you to underline this because this scripture shows us blatantly the kind of person and gives us evidence to the kind of person that God makes his friend that God is close to. He's close to those who can continue the conversation of Adam. He says here, this is what the Lord says to his anointed. He calls Cyrus his anointed. Cyrus was not a Jew. Cyrus was not an Israelite. Cyrus was just a man that wants to subdue nations. <laughs> he wants to continue the conversation. He said, whose right hand I take hold of to do what? To subdue nations. God takes his right hand to show him how to take control. So are you seeing what it takes for you to start a conversation with God, with the word? What it takes for you to get closer to the word is for you to continue the conversation. Says here clearly, took hold of his right hand to do what? To subdue nations. And to strip kings of their armor. Oh, unbelievable. He didn't take hold of his hand to do Bible study? Now, I, I thought he had to go to the altar and give his life to Christ. And then, you know, you know the timeline of how we do this thing. He says, no, Cyrus, once you had it in your heart to subdue nations, I became your boy. I became your friend. Let's go subdue nations. Let's go strip kings. Let's go open doors. And let's go burst through gates. So if you're hearing the word right now and you're like a Lady Joe, until you see Lady Joe as a tool to take over and break open gates and open doors, this relationship is going to be so far from you. 
And you're going to be looking for relationship because like we say, it's relationship, not religion. So you're, <laughs> so you're, you're saying to yourself, how do I get into a relationship with God? Just check your mindset. How do you see yourself? Sometimes you think you can't conquer because you're a single parent. Shouldn't stop you. Single parenthood shouldn't stop you, but society has drummed in a thought that tells you that you see that thing right there, it's going to hold you down. But the word will tell you, if you're ready to take on a conversation, I'll find someone to look after your child. So it's always down to this. This is what the Lord says to his anointed. Remove Cyrus, put your name there, and read it constantly. That's the best way to get the word. The word is something that it has to be meditated on. You ever heard that? You have to meditate upon the word. To meditate is to spend time reading until that thing becomes you. Almost like you brainwash yourself towards it. You convince yourself by the constant reading, baby Leah. So that if you're not bold enough at your workplace, you become bold because you've removed Cyrus' name. And this is what the Lord says to his anointed baby Leah, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations and strip kings. Why? Because you decided to subdue nations. There is no recollection of Cyrus becoming a born again. So let's read the word for what it is. There's so much around us, guys. Let us be better and take our place in society. Let us not be fooled by the things that society brings up as stumbling block to stop you from achieving and becoming better, to stop you from taking your place as nation takers. And I'm sure there's a whole other things that stop us. What about fear? What about fear? Because you see, so the successful has found out how to use fear as a drug. <laughs> the successful have found out how to use fear on their side. Fear is what allows you to produce something called adrenaline. And some people know how to use fear to produce better results. And other people receive fear, receive the adrenaline, and they go into a corner and cry. Do you see why he had to speak to Adam about this thing? Do you see why? You see that it's not a small thing to tell this guy to go in the midst of lions, spend time with them, and name them. Fear may be there, but Adam should not read fear as fear. Adam should just read fear as adrenaline. <laughs> It will be there. Lion is a scary creature. But it's the name in which Adam gave that feeling that allowed him to continue to work within that zone. So you're in a zone of work. You've been given an instruction from your leader to do something. And then the social construct of fear hits your mind, hits your heart. And you think it's time to bury yourself in your room and pretend like you're working. Is this work done? Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. But you're shaking, you're shaking. You don't, you don't know your left from your right. Listen, adrenaline is there. What will it push you to do though? In some situations, when adrenaline hits into you, you switch open your phone and you call certain people. That might be your way into producing that result. But I'm just trying to show you that for you to keep this conversation and have the conquering mindset, you're going to need to identify the areas in social construct that stop you from being a take control person, a world dominator, someone who subdues. Now, wherever you are seated and those of you here in the studio, it is Sunday, but I still require you to do something. Search yourself honestly and ask yourself, where are those places I've failed in? subduing in my life because if I if I can identify honestly the places that I've left wild and out of control 
then I can make my life a little bit better by focusing on those areas. Sometimes you don't understand that the madness or the mis the, the, the craziness going on in your life or the results that you're not seeing in your life are just because of areas that you've not subdued. Submission is an area that you should subdue. The inability to listen to somebody else. Sometimes that might be what's plaguing someone else. They're their own master. They're the captain of their own life. And that sounds cool if you talk about all oh, the women, independent, and you be singing it, independent, independent. Yes, you should be independent. But you see, in the reality of life, every boss has a leader. Every leader has a mentor. Adam has someone that still comes down to him in the cool of the night and Adam is the picture that we're trying to be. So if he's subdued to someone, what about you and I? If he still needs to listen to someone at a certain time to understand how he should be tomorrow, what about me and you? How do I become a world leader? You're going to need to have this subdued mindset. It's the fourth commandment. Go to my second scripture. Hebrews 11 from verse 31. Yes. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was uh -huh. not killed with those who were disobedient. So very quickly, can we just look at a few people who subdued, who conquered? Yeah. Can we just look at a few guys? Go on. So by faith, the prostitute Rahab. Because she welcomed the spies, yes. was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon. What more shall I say? The writers of Hebrews, Hebrews goes in to say, what more shall I say? I do not have the time to tell about Gideon. Gideon. Barack. Barack, not Barack Obama. Barack is a different... <laughs> Samson. Samson. And Jephthah. Jephthah. About David and Samuel and the prophets. Uh-huh. Who through faith conquered kingdoms. How did they conquer kingdoms, guys? Come on, are you, are you sleeping off on me now? How did they conquer kingdoms? These guys conquered kingdoms through faith. This is absolutely groundbreaking in our subject of conquering and subduing. It now shows you how you can subdue and conquer. It says, through faith, they conquered kingdoms and did what? Administered justice. Administered justice is like being a governor, like a nevea. They administered justice. And gained what was promised. And gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions. They also shut the mouths of lions. Referring back to Daniel who shut the mouths of lions. But how were the mouths of lions shut? By faith. Faith is what allows you to have the conquering mindset, the subdued mindset. But what is faith? Go to Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. Stop. That's it. Are you ready for the week, guys? Yes, Word is over. I'm playing. <laughs> Now faith is, and you underline this now with new understanding. Now faith is what? Confidence. Simple. Done. Full stop. Put a full stop there because the Bible didn't put full stop there. So you put the full stop there now, right now. I hope you, if you have digital Bible, remember the full stop. If you have a physical Bible, put a full stop there. If anyone asks you, why did you put full stop after confidence? Tell them, P.O. told you to put the full stop there. If they say who is P.O., send them Paul's TV and tell them, listen to this guy, that's the P.O. guy. <laughs> now faith is confidence done. Now do you understand faith? Because you know what happens is when you read after the confidence bit, your mind just starts getting muddled. In what we hope, assurance. And then you can sing it, but you don't even know what you're saying anymore. <laughs> Hannah's laughing because you know once you get past the confidence bit you start singing in what we hope for an assurance about what we know and then your teacher your, your preacher will be like wow he knows the word you don't know what you just said you just many stuff flew into your head 
Now faith is confidence. New age translation. Done. Guess what? Because confidence comes when you want something. Faith is just my confidence. Hey. So it doesn't need to have happened and it doesn't need to be real. But if I'm confident about it, so if I'm confident that I'm wealthy, if I'm confident that I'm a billionaire, even though I'm not, scripture says he has faith. Do you understand faith? Faith says that Abby is confident even though she is not the leader of Revolt TV. But she's confident that she's the director of Revolt TV. So she behaves as if she is. You see that confidence is she has, the scripture calls it faith. So this guy Abraham is just a tap guy that can't live with his dad because he believes he's his dad's dad. So forget what you wrote, read in scripture about and now you have to leave your father's house. No, he's already a man on so much adrenaline. He, he's seen his dad do things and he's like, I'm like your father, you know that. I mentor you. I need to leave this house, man. The situation of leaving the house for Abraham is because he just has so much confidence that I need more space to be myself. It's the confidence, guys. You see that confidence, nothing else needs to be real in your life. You just keep the confidence. Hey, you, you getting what I'm saying? Some of you might be getting what I'm saying if you're tuned in where, anywhere you are. It's just the confidence. So what do um, haters want to do in life? They want to break your confidence. That's what haters are made for. That's what trolls are designed for. That's what cancel culture is built for. But have you noticed that those who cancel culture came after and they just kept on turning up? Nothing canceled them. Telling me about, what's that baby guy that's always getting in trouble with his PR team? Always, this guy's always doing funny stuff. Not little baby, the other baby. The, that guy can't have one good day in the media. Always doing something, man. But he, kept, he just keeps on turning up. confidence of little baby i mean sorry the baby that is faith faith is confidence pastor wesley believes and has confidence in who he is in the paul's family structure as an entrepreneur as a pastor as a leader that's faith you see that confidence that confidence is what the word looks for to help you subdue so you know what's so marvelous this guy cyrus has never taken one nation he was just the guy who was most on it yeah this guy cyrus has not taken one nation yet but he's just the guy who's the most on it the confidence of cyrus goes up to the heavens like god smell the words can smell your confidence the word smells your confidence and goes, yeah, we can work with this guy. It doesn't matter what situation he's in right now, but it's his confidence that we're going to use to help him to see out what he wants to do. Alexander the Great is an 18-year-old boy on steroids, on confidence. Captured the world at 30 years old. Conquered half the world. Do you know why Alexander died? Alexander died because he woke up one day. They showed him the map of the world. And he realized he's conquered everywhere. And there's nowhere else for him to conquer. He became conquer sick. He became sick on, on, on not being able to subdue any more land. So his confidence begins to die. And faith left him and then he lost his life. But if he kept his confidence to find more ground to take over, faith would have remained inside him. It's just faith that you need. That's all. It's the confidence. The, the way in which I move, the way in which I speak, what gives you your confidence, P.O.? I'm just confident that I am this, this, and this. It's my reality. It's not yet yours, but it will be yours soon. You will see my reality. Faith is your reality. Whatever you're living in your heart that other people can't see makes you so confident. You come out being your reality and they can't see it. This guy thinks he's too nice. 
this girl thinks she's too nice. You're damn right. I think I'm too nice. I'm confident. <laughs> so he, he then commended them. I've, I love this God. I love this word. How can you commend me on my on my bragging, on my confidence. Like, the word don't like people. You know, that's why I get onto those people that whisper when they're talking to me. What are you saying? Talk up, my friend. Sorry. Sunday um, afternoon. Calm down. Have a confidence, my friend. Because, you see, the, the difference between your best life and a bad life is just confidence. That's, that's it. So the word commended them on their confidence. That's faith. The word commended you on your bragging, on your, on your braggadocious, on your, on your being. Do you understand me? I, I'm trying to get something across to you here. Like you listen to PT calling you House of Medics, Dr. Emma, um, director of the of, of World Health Organization. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But you see all those words there. Those words are words you're supposed to spend time in so that you can build faith on them. It's not for Stephen. Stephen will hear it and he can't take it. You can take it. You've accepted it as your reality. Then you begin to build a confidence in those words. You wake up in the morning and you address people in certain way. You even decide to start dressing in certain way. Do you understand? You know you see someone dressing somehow and you're like, why are you dressing like this? You, they're trying to tell you I'm a genius. And the word loves that. That's what the word is looking for. So the word says that we see by faith, not by sight. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you got what I'm saying today. You see, when the word says you see by faith, not by sight, the word only sees you by your confidence. So the word can pick up on confidence levels. I love this. And the word can't see you if you're too, what's the word? Like you're sh not shy. What's the word though? If you're timid, that's why scripture says we've not given you a, a, a spirit of timidity, but of boldness. You're supposed to be bold constantly. That's how the word identifies you. So at a series in time, when the word says that I have found David, a man after my own heart, why did he find him? He found him because there's a boy that just spends time with the sheep and he's confident. I don't have to be like my brothers and be in the field looking and, and be in the, in the army camp. To prove my strength, I don't need to hold a sword. David is just more confident than his brothers. You can't see it because he's smaller. He's more scrawny. He's the naughty boy at the back. His brothers are taller. They're handsome. They're strong. You think they're the confident ones, but the confident one is the guy that holds the stick to fight the lion, not the sword. The guy that uses the stick to fight the bear, not the sword. So at the point where the word is picking up on these levels of confidence, then the word begins to rush to you. Do you understand? Then you can make your, your, your realities other people's reality. So read back that verse 31 again. I want to just emphasize on that before I begin to round up so that you understand confidence. Look at this. A prostitute, for God's sake. By faith, <laughs> the prostitute Rahab. By confidence, the prostitute just believes that she's not going to die out with the nation. It's by confidence. It's not because she's smarter than them. Remove that faith word so you put the word that faith means so that you can understand how she feels. Everybody is saying that there's some guys marching around the city. They're going to take the city. They're going to kill us. It's over for us. But she has confidence that you don't understand. I'm a prostitute. Okay, you don't get what I'm saying. Sometimes your confidence is in the things that you're already doing. They might be wrong things. But she's like, you don't understand. I'm a, I'm a prostitute, man. <laughs> I'm just going to appeal to their spies however I need to. And they're going to save me. That was her confidence. And the word identifies this confidence and says she has faith. Unbelievable God. The, God, the, the word didn't say, oh, it's a prostitute. So no, we don't listen to them. All he can see is confidence. All he can pick up is confidence levels. So sometimes, you know when you do something and you think, you've, oh, I did it by fluke. No, it's because you're confident. You attempted. And it happened. You were the only one that attempted. That's why it worked. 
By faith, the prostitute Rahab, go ahead. Because she was welcomed, because she welcomed the spies, uh-huh. was not killed with those who were disobedient. She was not killed with those who were disobedient. They didn't have confidence. She was spared. Read on. And what more shall I say? And then it names many others that were confident. I do not have time to tell about Gideon. Thank you. Gideon. The confidence of Gideon was that I'm sick and tired of these guys bullying us, taking advantage of us. And Gideon, even though being the least most important person in his community, like the racial card, like the societal card, like the gender card, Gideon moved aside all the cards and picked up confidence and then the word met Gideon because he was confident he put all the cards aside he said to himself despite that I'm the smallest in the society I'm tired of bowing down to these guys and their gods and guess what the smallest man in the society raised the biggest army what about Deborah the woman soldier the woman leader despite being a female led the greatest revolutions known in the history of Bible in the history of history because she was confident that's Gideon I could tell you about Barak but I can tell you more about Samson how many of you guys know about Samson was Samson a born again come on how far from born again can Samson be he's sleeping with women from the other side PK the ops he's sleeping with women from the upside daily <laughs> On a daily, like like Samson has no point where he's um, controlled. <sighs> Samson may have lost his virginity at 12. Samson is a mad guy, I'm telling you, he's not well. He's not okay. But you see, what God just needs with Samson is his confidence. And what was Samson's confidence? His hair. I swear to you, <laughs> like PK will say. I'm telling you, it's, he's not never met God once. This guy believes that his hair is long like Eben's hair, nice and flowy. Maybe he even did the forward thing and the back stuff and his nicely plated dreads. But you see, when Samson sees that his beautiful locks, something does jazzes Samson up like, you mean you want to fight me? His confidence is in his hair. I'm just saying to you that these men that did not know, seemingly know the word, just had areas of confidence that they stuck into and the word met them there. I can't talk to you about Jephthah, but I can speak to you about David, whose confidence was in the sheep. That You see, David, David is not on it until you touch one of them. That's David. David is not even a fighting guy until you touch one of them. David is the kind of guy that when he goes angry, have you watched that show called Moon Knight? The guy goes um, in, on Disney. This guy turns into a madness stuff. He goes and kills all the bad guys. Then when he comes back to his senses, he's wondering, is it me that did it? Because he's so weak. That's David. David is a scrawny 12-year-old that, do you know what 12 looks like, guys? 12, 12 is meant to be harmless in all, in all fairness of society. I think if David was in today's society, he'd be a terror, meaning they'll put him in, what's that jail category, PK, where they put, you'll put him in ACAT, 12-year-old killing people, come on now. But David is just the guy that his confidence is in the sheep, they're not even his sheep, but you see when you touch one of them, he goes berserk mode. The staff comes out, he's ripping mouths, he's tearing skins, he's doing a mad thing, then he comes back to his senses, picks up a guitar and starts worshipping. What a, what a psychologically messed up human being. And of Samuel and the prophets, and read on. Who through confidence conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised. Who shut the mouths of lions. I love that you wrote that. Who through confidence conquered kingdoms. And who shut the mouths of lions. So we now know that it's not that Daniel wasn't scared. He felt the adrenaline like... Oh shoot, this is me, I'm done. But you see, yeah, at that moment in time, do you know what happened? Animals see through senses. If you've got a dog, the dog can pick up that you're afraid. Then it starts to bark at you. You know there's certain dogs that are not on it. I promise you. Have you ever seen that video of dogs barking at each other behind the gate? 
then the gate opens and then they're just looking at each other. Then the gate comes back, then it's all about, some dogs are just not on it, but they can pick up that you're scared. They pick up that fear factor, then they start to terrorize you. Why? They want entertainment. They want to laugh. They want fun. That's why the money mate doesn't come near me. Ask Pastor um, That money mate comes, she just turns direction. She knows, she can pick up my aura like, no, this man, it might be serial killer. He can throw. <laughs> so the lions pick up on Daniel's confidence. Imagine the kind of confidence levels you have when you walk into a den and lions are like, oh shoot, what kind of creature is this? He's more confident than us. So they, they should, that's why they stayed away. They didn't stay away because a magical angel closed their mouth. No, scientifically, he walked in like, okay, cool. I'm just going to walk in here like the bigger lion. Calm. And that's all it takes for you to subdue and take nations. That's all God is looking for. Go on. Confidence definition, two definitions. Yeah. A feeling or consciousness of one's powers or of reliance on one's circumstances. The quality or state of being certain, certitude. Wow, I, I lo- is there a way to get that up though? A feeling of consciousness of one's powers or of reliance on one's circumstances. Do you understand? Like your circumstances tell you it's over. But something picks up inside you and tells you it's a lie. Have you met people who are most dangerous when their back is against the wall? It's called confidence. They come, but until you make them in a life or death situation, something inside just picks up, then they start doing stuff. The quality or state of being certain, just that certitude, that's what God loves. God's looking for someone with that certitude that, you know what? This is exactly what's going to happen. And the word rushes to that person because the word wants to make everything that they're saying, wants to give them words to make happen. The word is looking for someone who is certain. It might be an Erica PR. You're certain of something. The word comes to you because you're in the business of making things certain, making things happen. So I want to round up with this scripture. Take me to my last scripture. I'm going to round up on this note. It's 2.30 now. Wherever you're tuned in to the Nation family at this present time, you're tuned in to us at the Pulse family at Gold House. And I'm sure that all the other pastors are banging off with the word, but this is the word that we're speaking here in regards to kingdom. My confidence levels is my faith levels. So whenever you feel like something is attacking your confidence level, draw back and make sure you build your confidence level. Go and build it up. Be against anyone that, that, that attacks your confidence level. That's not your friend. That's your up. Be against anything that attacks your confidence level. That thing is not for you. Your own people and your own thing give you value. They build your confidence. My role as a pastor in the Paul's family is to build your confidence. It's to make you more confident about certain things. Go ahead, read the last scripture for me and we begin to round up. Revelation chapter 3 from verse 21 in the ESV translation. Yes. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. Oh, wow. As I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Can you read that again? What verse is that? What verse is that? Verse 21. 21. Go ahead. The one who conquers, Uh I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. The one who conquers. Remember that to conquer, you can't conquer without faith, which is confidence. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit where? With me. On my throne. As I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. This is the word of kingdom. What is the throne? The throne is the place where you rule. So imagine God saying that if you're confident enough, I invite you to join me on my throne. Hey. 
What is God's throne? The place where he's exalted as God. So there are gods in our society because they're just more confident than you. Don't allow them to take that confidence. Snatch the confidence back off them. The reason why you're looking at a fashion director as the, as the God on the fashion space is because he has more confidence than you. Don't allow him. Snatch that confidence back. And in your life, anything that exalts itself and is pulling you down is because you just gave it a throne to rule over you. Remove confidence from that thing. He said that the one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne. What a great and powerful deal. What a proposition. I thought that I have to roll on the floor and be so holy and righteous before I can be on the throne of God. He said, no, the one that conquers. Is this P.O. speaking? This is the word. The word told you what it takes for you to sit on the throne. Be a conqueror, my friend. Be a kingdom taker. Be a certain person. People of certitude. On Monday morning, I will make this. On Tuesday morning, I will do this. And it is done. People of certitude are conquerors and they are invited to the throne to rule with him. That's all it takes, Pastor Faye. So forget about all night service, forget about fasting and prayer. It's not about fasting and prayer. They have their use. But you see the kingdom mindset, the subdued attitude. The subdued attitude is what he's looking for. That's, that's what God's looking for. Are, are you ready to continue conversation with God? We've got a few more days in the week coming. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Days for us to continue the conversation. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue. Have dominion. Stick the conversation to these five commandments, guys. And you just learned today that the commandment of subdue is very much entwined with your confidence levels. Because if you're confident, you can conquer. And if you conquer, God places you on the throne to do more conquering, to set more agenda. The governor, Nevaeh is a governor. It's just a confidence so as a mother, what Shanice will be doing is speaking to her, just be confident. That's how you parent. You know, sometimes people parent by giving your child fears. Don't do this or else. No. You parent based on confidence. Do this and. Not don't do this or else. First, teach the areas of confidence. Let them worry later on about their weaknesses. If you teach less about the weaknesses, their seemingly weaknesses they may even discover might be their strength. I'm telling you. And on that note, we round up for this afternoon. Is there anything else you wanted to read for me? That's all. This is the Nation Family. I don't know what platform you're tuned in to at the meantime, but like I said, this is the Pulse Family platform right now. We had an amazing yesterday, but we've had a better today. We never have a better yesterday. Our tomorrow is always better. So even tomorrow is going to be even greater, right? I, am I in the studio with some confident people? And if you're tuned in right now, let me just see. I am confident. I am a nation taker. Just write that down on the stream. Let me just see you. I am confident and I am a nation taker. Or you can just put, I am confident. If you want, just put, I am confident. I just want to simplify to you what it takes to have conversation with the word. That's all it is. Letting you know this Sunday afternoon, this beautiful Sunday afternoon, that in order for you to remain in conversation in the nation, in the cities, for you to remain relevant as a pharmacist, as a doctor, as an engineer, as a lawyer, as a footballer, confidence. Somehow in life, confidence is read more.
than my attitude. Somehow in life, confidence is read more than my thoughts. Confidence is picked up on. Why am I around a PO? Why am I around a P Sam, a Pastor Toby? It's their confidence. I, I can feel their confidence and their confidence makes me safe to follow. Sometimes you feel that way. You can pick up your, your leader's confidence, isn't it? And that confidence propels you to do something. What about if you're at work and they told you you're not qualified to do this? Doesn't that grind your gears sometimes? Doesn't that irritate you? If you're a confidence person, the more someone tells you you can't do, the more the confidence starts to shoot out. That's nation mind. That's the conversation God was having with him. I love Jesus so confident. Says, if when I die in three days, if you pull down this building in three days, such a confident person, <laughs> his confidence attracts his followers. I think it's confidence that allows him to feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread. I think it's confidence that brings results around our life, but we just didn't know. Sometimes it's not about your will. Sometimes it's not about your skill. Sometimes it's just your confidence. Sometimes you just walk into the room more on it than everyone. Sometimes you just turned up more hungrier than everybody else. That's what happened to David when he turned up to the camp. And, they, and you know what, you know what um, Goliath was doing? Goliath was attacking their what? Their confidence. With insults. Abusing them. And they were all shaking in their tents. Everybody was scared. This boy came confident. Goliath didn't know that, in fact, all your insults to this kind of person is the reverse effect. You're making him more upset. You know before a boxing fight, there's so much build-up. That build-up time is time for each fighter to attack the confidence of the other fighter. Some fights are won in just the talking. Some fights are lost in the, talk, in the talking. Someone's confidence was damaged. What about when they stand eye to eye and they're looking into each other's eye? Some fighters' confidence was damaged when they saw in the eye of the other person a tiger and they realized, I'm not on this. I don't want to get my jaw broke. <laughs> I love you all. Thank you for tuning in this afternoon. It's been amazing. I don't know, Pastor Tanisha, if you can help me with the other streams and what's going on. They're all rounding up right now. So it is Sunday and I believe that you have taken forward with yourself a confidence word. I look forward to seeing you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Covenant Service, Friday. It's going to be an amazing week. I don't know what it is about this word, but I just feel like this word was needed. I, I do feel so. The simplicity of this word that attacks the heart to anything in your heart that was trying to rise up and make you fearful sometimes circumstances sometimes you think you don't have and then you become afraid guess what confidence will make your situation turn around confidence is an attraction confidence can make people be ready for you on monday morning right now if you're confident they can pick up on your confidence they don't know why they're thinking of you right now to make that thing happen it's your confidence level I'm telling you, confidence is the reason why you walk in to meet someone and they just take to you and they say, you know what, let's make this thing happen. I'm not too sure about your capability, but your confidence convinces me. The confidence to win, the confidence to take nations. I love you. Let me just see everyone that's on the screen. Let me see those who are tuned in.